In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The Tradar, a trader's podcast. My name is David Bloomberg, and I'm obviously not Matthew, as should be clear by my lack of a Scottish accent. Many of you may know me from my previous guest appearances on each of The Trader's US, UK, and Australia finales, plus the unforgettable US reunion episode. For this season of The Trader's Canada, I am stepping into the host role, and I solemnly swear I did not murder Matthew in the night, because, of course, I'm a faithful. And just to prove he's still alive, Look who's popped by to say hello. I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> hello, David. <laughs> hello. I think there were some people who didn't believe me when I said that. Yes. No, I promise. I'm safe and sound. I am here. I. I this is happening with my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> now, some people uh, may know me from other places, such as my podcasting on the Rob Has a Podcast Network, where I analyze Survivor and Big Brother according to rules for winning that I created over 20 years ago when I ran the Reality News Online website. So I've been covering reality TV for over two decades. But as I step into Matthew's shoes, I will also generally be following the format he's established here. The Tradar features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition show, The Traitors as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. Now, I don't know that we'll be getting any interviews this season. We'll have to see. Uh, but in general, that is something that Matthew does here. Uh, this season of the podcast is, as I mentioned, dedicated to season one of The Traders Canada. And this particular podcast, once we're done uh, chatting with Matthew for a little bit here, we'll focus on episode one. Yes, uh, David, you, you must be looking forward to the season, I'm guessing. I am. I am. It's uh, yet another season. Uh, it's a little closer to home, so the accents aren't as uh, you know difficult for, uh, for for me as an American here to uh, understand. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, is there anything that you are particularly looking forward to remaining and staying the same as other seasons? Any, any changes that you really want to see? No, I'm just interested to see what they do since every season has been doing it just a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, I know that they followed some of the U.S. version and having a mixed cast of people who are celebrities and people who are just regular people. Uh, I have talked to uh, some Canadians who said even these celebrities are not necessarily to the level of some of the other celebrities and certain other editions like the mm -hmm. new zealand edition is a, a good example everybody in yeah. new zealand knew almost everyone there so it'll, it'll be interesting to see that in a in a mixed cast how much people how much the non-celebrity people follow the celebrity people yeah definitely i i know one person, I think, but I'm not Canadian, so I've got a strange perspective on it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing it as well. Looking forward to seeing, uh, yeah, how they interact, how it all feels, having this sort of mixed cast. Uh, I, I think it's it's going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. And our my first guest is Canadian, so he is going to help guide us through the celebrities and who they are and just how well we should know them. Yes. And are you looking forward to the traitors consuming your life for the next couple of months? <laughs> well, my life is already mostly consumed by U.S. Big Brother and U.S. Survivor. So this is just one more part of reality TV as my life. Yeah, I was going to ask, you must be a very busy man. You're covering all these different shows. You're on different podcasts. How, how do you have time for this? I retired. That's how I have time for it. I retired from my my uh, regular job a uh, little over a year ago. So that's the only possible way I could do this. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing all of your coverage. I will be back. I mean, unless I'm completely banished, I will be back <laughs> at some point. I must talk to you about the show. I will be watching. Uh, for now, though, I, I'm going to pull on my cloak, go hang out in Traitor's Tower, and we'll we'll see what happens. You know you said that out loud, right? Now everybody knows. <laughs> oh damn, I'm not, yeah, I'm supposed to keep that secret. Oh, oh well. Uh, yeah, maybe mind. if you just go hide for a little while, people will forget. It's fine. If Traitors Australia season two cast are listening, they won't have noticed anyway. That's true. That is a very <laughs> good point. They'll be like, ah, oh, ah, he was so funny. So, <laughs> he was kidding. Yes. <laughs> Let's never vote for him. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, have fun in the tower. Not too much fun. I, I don't want to you know wake up to find a note that I've been murdered. <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you soon. We will. Good luck. Take care. And I'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye bye. I already mentioned that I have a Canadian guest for this first episode of the podcast. So let me bring him on. Spencer Watson is a longtime reality TV and strategy game fan. We met on Twitter a couple years ago and hit it off so well that I now appear on his podcast uh, that has nothing to do with reality TV. Uh, but I appear there as a regular guest. And we'll talk more about that uh, later on. Uh, welcome, Spencer. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. But I have a question before we get started here. Can I trust you, David? Of course. I am a faithful. 
Yeah, well, it just it, it seems like you're smiling an awful lot, and I'm just not sure if I can trust you. If you're, you know, every time you talk, it seems like you're smiling a lot, and I'm just not sure. I, I mean, I'm not the one wearing a cloak right now. Well, uh, fair enough. Touche. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or should I say? <laughs> Maybe it's a giveaway. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, for uh, people who know me from my other podcasting, I do want to say this is a bit different uh, from my usual format because it is a recap and analysis podcast rather than going through the format I normally use in looking at Survivor and Big Brother players. So we're going to stick to the Tradar format here. And that also means keeping some of the fan favorite Tradar aspects on this version, uh, including, of course, the Tradar Traitor. Where my guest and I will each lie to one another once during the podcast. The lie can be big or small about the traitors, yourself, or anything else, as long as it is a complete fabrication. However, we're looking for fake facts, not fake opinions. Like, I can't say I love seeing psychics on TV, which I wouldn't anyway, because Spencer, you'd, you'd know that isn't true. Uh, yes. But one modification that I discussed with Matthew on the Australian season two finale podcast is any lie involving numbers needs to be a, a decent size. I would say something like an order of magnitude um, or at least doubling, tripling, something like that. Uh, so I can't say I have eight pages of notes for this episode when I really only have seven, which was a, a lie Matthew tried to use on me. So naughty Matthew. Uh, mm. So I would have to say like I had 80 pages of notes, which would be such an obvious lie that I wouldn't use that one. But there are other ways uh, that we can do it. At the end of the episode, uh, we'll put our trader hunting skills to the test and see if we can detect the other person's lie. Are you ready to betray me? Oh, yeah, I've been ready to betray you since I met you, David. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, our game begins now. Uh, of course, we are here to discuss episode one of the Traders Canada, which means we meet the host and the players. Well, some of the players, mostly the celebrity players, um, while they ignore some of the regular people, which is one reason I'm not a huge fan of the combined format. It tends to give short shrift to, like I said, the regular people. And, you know, those people might be just as interesting. But we have what we have and we'll see where it goes. Of course, I'm not Canadian, so I've never heard of some of these celebrities. I obviously know Survivor 41 winner Erica. I also know Big Brother Canada winner and Poker Pro Kevin. But that's about it. Uh, since I didn't watch Big Brother Canada, I don't even know Koozie, although I have to say I immediately love her. But oh, yeah. Who else do you know among this group? Uh, the most recognizable face for me personally is Rick. Uh, for people of my age group, uh, Rick is a very recognizable face. I think younger people might uh, not recognize him as much and people older than me. But for this niche age group, he was a big personality on Much Music when I was younger and watching music videos when they played them. 
and so, I mean, and I also think already he's coming out with a fairly strong performance here. And I, I'm, he's, he's, I don't know if we're going to have a, a pick at any of this point, but I, spoiler alert, he'll be my pick. Um, uh, actually but, I have uh, forgotten about that. So it's a good <clears> thing. Yes, we will, uh, we will discuss the winner pick. Um, although now I have to come up with one, uh, oh, but you, oh. and you already have, <laughs> I'll, I'll just latch on to yours. Um, <laughs> so, what about any of the others? Like, uh, I'm not a Master Chef watcher, let alone Master Chef Canada. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I like strategy reality games that involve strategy. Things like Master Chef are fairly popular, but uh, they're popular among people who enjoy cooking, and I do not. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, I I don't recognize May from this, but I'm sure other people do. Um, I do vaguely recognize Mickey. I did watch okay. the season that he won of uh, oh, he the won. Amazing Race. I didn't know. Canada. He just said he, he was on Amazing Race Canada, I think. So I didn't realize he won. Uh, yeah, he might he might be trying to downplay mm-hmm. that because of whatever reason, but he was on it and he won that season. Um I don't recognize any of the other celebrities. I've I've read all their bios. So I, I kind of looked at what, mm-hmm. what they were on, but those are the only ones that I recognize at all. Um, you, you don't recognize Gerline from farming for love. Uh, no, I, no, I, 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 I don't not, even no. know what that is. Farming for love. It yeah, just, it's, it, it's apparently it, it aired this year. So that's okay. also very recent. Uh, so it could be that she just has a, you know, large following that's just now growing. It's hard yeah. to say. Yeah. All right. I also have to say, I do not know at all our host, Corrine. Uh, apparently, she is a French Canadian oh. actress. And uh, my understanding is she is also going to be hosting the French version of The Traders Canada. Mm. Yes. Uh, I recognize her from two very uh, prominent. TV shows. There's been a large number of other things. I did look through her IMDb profile because I immediately recognized her and I couldn't remember where from. But uh, I recognized her from uh, 43 episodes of Revenge. It was a pretty fairly large show in in the US. And uh, I certainly watched all of it. Uh, It was okay. It wasn't you know, really great, but it was fun. And it had a vibe kind of like this show where there was a lot of betrayal, a lot of backstabbing. And everyone on that show, like all the characters, were a little bit campy, much like uh, a host of this show would kind of be, you know, (laughs) playing into the role. Mm -hmm. And so she's essentially playing into her character from that show. And I kind of like that. She was also on a fairly prominent show that I didn't watch, but my wife did watch uh, called Cardinal. And uh, that was more recent. So people may have known her from there. Mm, Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll just have to get to know her from. You know, watching this season, much like I got to know the hosts of most of the other uh, uh, versions uh, internationally. So uh, other than that, we, of course, uh, you know, have a whole bunch of different people we will meet. Um, You know, one of them that stood out was Trevon, or I think I'm saying that right. Uh, He's a public relations specialist who was telling people he's a restaurant server so he wouldn't stand out as a threat. Now, this is something Mm -hmm. we see often on Survivor and Big Brother. And 
I, it just really strikes me as a dumb lie. Who is going to think a public relations specialist is a big threat when you have a magician, a poker pro, big brother player, survivor winner? I, I mean, I know he didn't necessarily know who was going to be on, but public relations specialist does not scream huge threat to me. Yeah, uh, I, this never seems like a good plan. I've never seen it. Well, it's rare that I've seen anyone do this right to the end of, mm -hmm. of whatever show they're on, where they wait till the very end and then reveal. It's very rare. And more often than not, especially I think in Big Brother, because you're trapped in a house and you have nothing else to do but talk and only with those few people, mm -hmm. it tends to come out anyway as you go because you open up pretty much about everything. But this show maybe less so. Uh, it's I think it, over 10 days, right? So it's less Roughly, total yeah. time. But, uh, and it, for most of that time, you'll have a lot more people. So maybe there's other things that you can get by. And if he really was a restaurant server at some point in his life, then it will be easier to pull off, right? Yeah, although he was already getting questioned. You know, one person was like, oh, <laughs> which restaurant? He's like, oh, uh, uh, several of them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, yeah. pretty funny if he runs into someone who's a regular at one of those restaurants. <laughs> oh, I've never seen you there. Oh, that must have been my day off, you know. <laughs> yeah right yeah but again uh, you know why lie about something like that and immediately be suspicious <clears throat> yeah um, uh pick a pick a, a job like a i'm a I, I, i'm a accountant right yeah i work in an office and no one ever sees me i have a cubicle i'm just like all the other office workers and my job is so boring that no one will ever want to ask me questions about it that's what you should pick Every yeah, time. Although, so there was a, a woman on New Zealand's version, and she was a housewife and a hairdresser. And several people were like, she must be lying. There's no way they would just have a plain old hairdresser housewife uh, on this show. She must be something else. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, she's telling the truth. And you're coming after her for that. So, Yeah. <laughs> Now, among the other people, storm. yeah, the the other people we have, we have uh, someone from Canada's Drag Race. Uh, yep. We have, I think, we mentioned all the other uh, uh, people we were introduced to who were uh, more or less celebrities. So then we have, yeah. um, uh, a realtor, a file firefighter, a magician and mentalist, uh, a bus driver, and Donna the psychic. Donna the psychic. Uh, there's no because, way that would escape your notice. Yeah, because, uh, of course, there's a supposed psychic. It seems to be a requirement now. Ever since Chloe appeared and failed miserably uh, before quitting in Australia. Hmm. Uh, then we had Kimberly in New Zealand and Gina in the UK. And anyone who wants to know my full thoughts, you're going to get a hint of my thoughts right now. But if you want to know my full thoughts... You can listen to the Tradar episode covering Australia season one finale for all my thoughts about Chloe and so-called psychics in general, because I go into a number of different stories like when I was on a talk show. Uh, now, with all of these failed psychics, you might think I'd say maybe it's good to have one on each season because it shows they don't actually have any powers. The problem is that people still make excuses, which I also discussed mm -hmm. on that prior podcast. No matter how wrong they are, 
someone will still believe them. And therefore, these sorts of shows act like promotional materials. It's true. So. So, yeah, there's no like such I, thing as bad press. Yeah, apparently for them, although it should have been my yeah. gosh, especially for Chloe, it should have been. Um, but like I said, go back to that other podcast for all of my thoughts on that. Now, getting into this episode. The host began by saying the faithful's job is to root out the traitors and vote them out. And so here's where I'm already going to jump in and interrupt the progress of the show and say, no, that's actually not their job. So this isn't the first time that I've said this on a podcast, but this being the first episode of a new season, I want to make my position on strategy for the traders clear. The job of any faithful in this game is to survive, period. Make it to the yeah. end. Then when you get there, have a good idea of who the trader or traders are so you could take them out. Of course, to do that, you need to make good relationships with your fellow faithfuls so they won't banish you. And also with the traitors, the people you think are the traitors, so they won't murder you. And maybe they'll even recruit you and you can knock them off and win that way. But hunting traitors early in the game is worthless because when you knock one out, another gets recruited. And if you're too obviously good at it, they're going to murder you. So, yeah. you know, you really don't want to be too good at your job. You don't want to be as bad as the faithfuls in Australia season two, but you don't want to be too good either. Yeah, I think we're going to get into that with one of the contestants, at least. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, now, yeah. how, so what should the faithfuls do? They should look for changes in how people are acting after the designation of who the traders are, but they shouldn't go around yelling about, oh, this person's clearly a traitor. Instead, pal up with them. Become their best friend. Yeah. Uh, be, be uh, I mean, what I think you need to do is the, the biggest part of this game is trust. 100%. Everyone needs to trust you in order to keep you in. Right. Uh, first of all, the other faithful need to trust that you're not a traitor. Right. And then the traitors have to trust that you're clueless about who the traitors are. <laughs> Those are the two key components. Right. So uh, however you have to go about that, I mean, whatever strategy you use, that's the overarching theme is is to be reliable and clueless. Yeah. And but of, you'll get to the end. Right. But of course, every host introduces it the same way she did by saying the job of the faithfuls is to root out the traitors, much like uh, Jeff Probst on Survivor says, you come here to make big moves. And mm -hmm. yet every winner ends up having made little moves because that's the actual correct way to do it. Uh, but right. of course, the host can't say the job of the faithful is to not really do these things because, well, that wouldn't wouldn't be very good TV. But. If you're playing the game, you need to know the difference. Um, and it's funny because Erica, of all people, certainly knows that because she didn't make a bunch of big moves in Survivor. She no. made a bunch of little moves. In fact, they were so small that we've already had more of Erica on our TV screens uh, just from this episode than we probably did the first, I don't know, five, six, seven episodes of <laughs> her Survivor season. Yeah. Now, uh... 
Yeah. So, the, I mean, a host might well come on and I mean, if the host came on and said it's the job of all of the guests or all of the, the contestants to make good television. Yes. They would be honest, but it probably wouldn't be, you know, very good to tell them that explicitly. You'd have to. <laughs> so that's really what the host is trying to say. Yes. We want you to make good television, but we don't want to say that explicitly because that would cause everything to you know, not work the way we want. So we right. have to tell you to do things that will make good television. Right. So right off the bat, before the traders were even selected, uh, Kevin, who is a gamer, uh, you know, he he knew, OK, I need to you know play this game a little bit differently. So he wanted to play with the reality TV people and slay the newbies. Um. And of course, that kind of goes along with what I was saying. You know, some people are like, oh, alliances, you can't make them here because you don't know who's in your alliance. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter early on. Uh, as long as everybody can move together, that's, you know, that's what you need. As far as Donna, uh, she told us she can see things that have happened, are happening, or about to happen. Personally, I bet she can't actually see any of those things. Uh, and we see that a bit later in this episode. She also said she has the ability to see things that could potentially happen, which is a meaningless statement because anyone yeah. can see things that can potentially happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, pretty vague. Uh, which is, you know, how by design. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. All right, so it was time for the selection of the traders. Uh, Corrine circled them all, and I like the way she kept pausing at different people as a distraction. I did worry yeah. that she was carrying a blindfold or something because I thought she was going to, like, strangle someone sitting right at the table there. I was like, <laughs> why does she have this in her hand? It worries me. Um, yeah, Karina in this moment looked like she was just genuinely having fun. Mm -hmm. And whatever was going through her mind at the time, whether she was purposely toying with people and enjoying that torment or what it was, but, or she was just acting and she's just really good at it, which yeah. I also don't doubt is true. Uh, it, that worked for me. That was really good. Like she just seemed like she was just having immense fun. And then by that I was having immense fun. It was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I suspect this has happened in other seasons and I think, that I've heard that, you know, a host has done this in at least some of them, but they showed much more of it here. And that added to, like you <laughs> said, the fun, the tension yeah. and the deception even of the host. Yeah. So, but after all of that, we have our, our three traders. We have Melissa, the realtor. Uh, now she, you know, was doing an interview and said she could throw people under the bus, um, which, you know, yeah, we've all been there. Uh in our work life, of course. And I'm mm -hmm, retired, yeah. so I can say that now. Uh, then there's uh, Koozie, who I mentioned earlier, from Big Brother Canada. I knew as soon as she was picked, I knew there was no way they'd also make Kevin a traitor. They weren't going to make yeah. both people from Big Brother Canada traitors. And, you know, so then they moved on. And during the selection, before that final pick, I was wondering, can you really trust that Mike the Magician couldn't see with a blindfold on? I mean, that's what magicians do is they see with blindfolds on. And but then at the end, he was picked as a traitor. So I guess it didn't matter. Maybe that was their way of ensuring that he couldn't 
It, it, it didn't matter if he saw with the blindfold on because, well, he's one of them. Then we left the room. And of course, the three traders don't actually know who each other are yet. But Donna was immediately named off the bat as a suspect by two or three different groups. And we'll get back to that later. But I just thought it was interesting that she was picked right away. Uh, and they were, you know, the logic that some of the, although I think Kuzi was one of the ones using the logic. So, you know, it's distraction more than anything. It could but, have been distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, they'd never do that, but then would they? Uh, which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Kuzi and Mai discussed how you shouldn't throw out names because you might name a traitor to a traitor, uh, which is convenient. You might give yourself away. Yeah, but it's also convenient for Kuzi to be saying, don't be throwing out names. But it is also actually good strategy because, for that exact reason. Don't just walk around throwing out names. Now, right this second, like I said, the traders don't know who each other are, but they're going to remember it. And when they eventually meet, they, you know, they'll talk about it. So, yeah, don't don't be putting a target on yourself right away. Now, Mike, the magician trader. Uh, was talking to Donna and pushing Kevin as a traitor. And somehow, so Donna the psychic, standing in front of a traitor who is pointing to someone else, and she didn't have alarm bells going off with an actual traitor standing right in front of her. So much for I can see what's happening now and what has happened in the past. So Colin was another suspect, apparently, and Mary immediately picked out Melissa B, uh, having behaved differently after the selection. And Kevin nailed it right away as well. He said yeah. it's painfully obvious. Yeah. I mentioned <laughs> and, it several times. Yeah. 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 I mean, later he would say, you know, my grandma, who's back in Alberta, knew that she was yeah. a traitor. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, and I know I said faithful shouldn't immediately try to name the traitors. I might make an exception in Kevin's case because he does need to get suspicion off of him. And we have seen in previous international seasons that a good way to do that is nail a traitor right away. Uh, OK, but that could backfire on him, right? I mean, it could. It depends. I mean. In this case, although unbeknownst to him, he has Koozie protecting him. Mm, uh, not, well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm going to put believe, a pin in that. We'll see next yeah, week if right. that's true. Yeah, but that's true. I'm not convinced yet. Okay. I believe he has Koozie protecting him. Let me put it that way. Okay, sure. Um, it's but, possible. But with with uh, naming things, I mean, he's so suspicious anyway that yeah getting a trader out would take some of that suspicion away. And, you know, uh, so we talked about, you know, Kuzi, I believe, protecting him. And as a matter of fact, the three of them, uh, those two and Erica talked again, or, or, you know, and and Erica told us she wanted to identify the traders and build good relationships with them and make them think she trusts them 100% in order to keep them around in the game lo longer. So she basically hit on the strategy that I was talking about on the nose. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, not surprising, you know, she she won Survivor. She's smart in these strategic games. Yeah, and right. So, I mean, that's that's great. I I'm worried about my man, Kevin. 
<laughs> I I'm not as hopeful about this as as you. I think I mean there's no way that the other players knew that, but uh uh the way that the traders were talking at the end of the show makes me a little worried. But he the fact that he, you know, mentioned openly to other people that one of the actual traders was the right one mm-hmm. leads me to think that they'll want to get rid of him to protect that trader, right? I think uh yeah. I think it's possible, although, and and we'll get to this point, but one thing that I noticed since, since you mentioned it is when Kuzi brought up, I've heard your name, Melissa, you know, this yeah. is the end of the episode. We're jumping ahead a little bit here. Yeah, she yeah. didn't. She then backed up and said, well, I, I don't remember who, just people. She could have easily said Kevin. Well, true. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah. But going back uh, to more uh, timeline order here, we. You know, right. they go on their first mission, which was to find twenty thousand dollars in gold hidden in a quarry. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it says about the different countries, but like in the U.S. and in Canada, they find gold, and in Australia and New Zealand, they hunt for silver. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, you know I haven't uh, pulled up my uh, old World Book Encyclopedia to see maybe uh, different metals are uh, you know um, found more in these different countries, different areas. Well, I don't. I don't know that they've ever had a gold rush in New Zealand or Australia, whereas those were fairly prominent in the early time of the, you know, the colonization of this continent by Europeans, the gold rushes in many places. So maybe it's a cultural thing. Yeah, that could be. So they had to uh, blow up a quarry to do it by digging out a cable, connecting everything, running uh, several of them, running a kilometer uphill uh, to get pieces of wood and a detonator all within 30 minutes. And they were split into a running team. And then that group had to split further so that, you know, they had to one group had to get wood. One had to get the detonator. And generally, the women went first for the wood and then the guys went for the heavier detonator. Yeah. As in other versions of the show, the challenges generally don't really mean much other than obviously adding money to the pot and occasionally giving people a reason to banish someone if you're too weak you know, just you're not adding money to the pot. You're, you know, right. then then maybe we'll do it. But even that, it, I mean, it, it, it was like talked about in the beginning of some seasons, but then I don't know that it ever really carried through. And I, yeah. I don't think there's any discussion in this one. Now, uh, Travon went, he went down. He, he was on the ground at the end of bringing yeah. down the detonator. And, when he was asked, someone said, do you have any medical conditions? He said he has asthma. So I would hope that he had his inhaler with him. Um, now, I know one of the players said, well, he knows he had asthma. Why would he put himself up out there like that? But remember, when mm-hmm. he split himself off into the group, he didn't know he was going to have to run a kilometer uphill and, yeah. you know, while carrying something heavy. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these obligations can sneak up in small steps. First, it's uh, who is a better runner and, and then who is going to be lifting the heavier things and who, you know, and maybe he's just not one to, you know, maybe he was intimidated by the other guys and just didn't want to say, oh, I, I don't want to do the heavier thing. I mean, yeah. that's a possible thing, too. Right. And sometimes you don't know. I mean, sometimes you, you know, yeah. I mean, I have asthma and, you know, I Sometimes I mean, it rarely, very rarely hits me, but 
Sometimes you don't know. And so it could have just yeah, been it's probably it some days been. where he would have been able to do that without a right. problem. And then others where he wouldn't. Yeah. And plus it's a quarry. So I'm sure dust was kicking up, which can also trigger <laughs> asthma. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he ended up being OK. So, you know, they got to blow things up and they got the money in the pot. In fact, they put 20 percent of the overall possible possible prize money in the pot right at the beginning. Well, which because they said it's a, you know, up to one hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, twenty thousand. I mean, you've got like, I don't know how many more episodes, but it's a lot more than five. Nine, nine more to go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I thought. But I know some of them have been a little bit different. Um, and I didn't study ahead to double check that because I didn't think about it till just now. But, that you know, that means some of the upcoming uh, challenges are going to be worth significantly less. Um, then or or we might lose the money, right? Well, that's possible. There are sometimes uh, gambling or uh, something like that. Although I don't think the show itself can plan on them losing the money. Yeah, um, right. So I I think they have to plan it out in a way that okay, even if they win everything, here's the maximum they can hit. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So then we go to post-challenge celebration discussions. And several players talk, and we're back to Kevin again. Because we find out that Kevin pulled different people aside and said he felt really good about them which, of course, added to the suspicions that they already felt about him just for being who he is. Right. But I think the the note to take here is that he used the exact same wording with each person that he pulled aside and, right. and said this to. And they noted the wording. So that's not great either. Like they they feel like he's not being genuine with each of them when he's when he's doing this. Right. Yeah. And so and then meanwhile, he talked to Koozie to try to get Colin's name out there. And then Rick, who you mentioned earlier, brought the info back to Kevin about the mm-hmm. discussions regarding him. Uh, so, you know, then Kevin said he's there to play. And if it's intimidating, so be it. He's there to win and he's going to play hyper aggressive from the start. OK, I don't understand that for the traders in poker. Totally get it. Okay, that Mm -hmm. often works in poker. Yeah. But I'm surprised he's taking this tactic from the start. If you already know you're going to be under suspicion, doing things to cast more suspicion on yourself 
does not seem like the ideal plan. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, It's unclear what he's thinking here. Maybe we'll get some more, uh, you know, interviews with him where he explains more of that, what he's, what he's thinking or or whether maybe he's just not thinking it through. It's hard to say. I mean, I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like a winning strategy to me either. Yeah. Knowing who he is, knowing what he's done, it, it seems like he would think through the strategy better, but I don't know. I don't know. Kevin, I don't know, man. I don't understand. Yeah, he had two seasons of Big Brother Canada, and one of which he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, if I remember that season, I don't think he did. Uh, went out strong, you know, came out strong like this then, and and tried to just push his way through the game. I think he was much more subtle than this. Yeah. Uh, um. So it, it doesn't seem like it's playing to type, but I mean, maybe he's, maybe like you say, maybe he's playing it more like a poker game and trying that strategy. I guess, but you can make people fold in a poker game. That's the idea of a hyper-aggressive strategy. Uh, And to make them, you know, get so pissed off that they call you or bet into you when you actually have something. But neither of those work on the traders. So, you know, nobody's going to fold and just leave. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) going back to Chloe again. But, uh, you know, other than that, it's, you know, just not going to happen. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll have to follow this along and see where it yeah. goes. Um, meanwhile, Colin told Donna her name had come up, which I, I, why did she need someone to tell her that? But um, she had, she went and addressed the group while crying and proclaiming herself a faithful. Uh, some of the others hugged her and some just kind of sat there with their drinks staring at her like, mm, what's going on here? Yeah, does crying work to sway you, David? It depends. Ever? Um, I mean, sometimes in certain uh, in certain situations, you know. It, uh, well, it has to be someone you have a, a strong rapport with, though, right. right? It's right. Yeah, right. But yeah, someone you know crying in the middle of a game like this, you're just going to look at them and go, "Okay, they can cry on command." Yeah. Well, uh, what what does that mean for me? Well, you know, is that or yeah, or maybe they're manipulated emotionally, like easily manipulated emotionally. Maybe I don't know. That's another thing someone could think of them. Right. You know. Right. Either way, could play the emotion card to sway them. I, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll have to see where things go with her as well. Um, now, at the end of all this, you know, we we come to the night, and Koozie, Mike, and Melissa were given their cloaks. And Kareen swore them to lie, deceive, and connive your way through the game. Without hesitation, murder a fellow guest every single night and keep the secret identities of your fellow traitors. Of course, the thing is, we know the second part isn't true because unless this version is different from every other one, there will be nights when they don't murder because they recruit or there's some other twist. And the part about keeping secret the identities of their fellow traitors is also a little shaky because... There have been plenty of times in international versions where traders turn on each other. There seems to be a restriction on not being able to blatantly out them. So I'm sure that's what it means. Like they can't just say this person is a traitor, but they can do things like, boy, that person's suspicious, you know, or yeah, other hints sure. like that. Uh, well, they, but, they seem to be acting kind of shady. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Uh, so. 
So, you know, two thirds of the uh, of the oath there was a little shaky. Then they met for the first time and Mike and Cousy were less than surprised to see Melissa and they let her know that they'd heard her name. You know, we discussed this a little bit earlier. Uh, and again, how Cousy kind of protected Kevin by saying, oh, I, I can't remember exactly who said it, uh, which maybe is believable if you're Melissa, but maybe you're thinking, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah. Maybe, but uh, I mean, well, there were multiple people who said Melissa's name. It True. wasn't. I mean, even we didn't just hear it from Kevin. So it's it's possible that it, that's not a you know a full blatant lie. It's mm -hmm. it's just you know just a withholding of the truth. Yeah. Uh so then they discuss who they're going to murder. And yeah. yeah, so Mike wanted to make a statement and get a heavy hitter. And the others seemed to agree. Uh, Cousy, from what we saw, wanted to protect Kevin and Erica. Uh, but then Cousy heard the part about Kevin making lots of separate allies. Now, here's the thing. I think so. Uh, let me just finish. Melissa then thought May would get herself in trouble because of some of the things she were doing. I don't understand why they didn't say the same thing about Kevin, because if Kevin is already suspicious, already making a bunch of alliances, already has a bunch of people talking about him. Why on earth would you want to murder him? Leave him out there. Let him be a distraction. Uh, I would point out that that would be, as I pointed out, as the key strategy is that, uh, you know, the, a key part of the strategy would be to be clueless about who the traitors are at least from the viewpoint of the traders uh, and Kevin broke that rule, right? Because he's on to one of the traders for real. So they can leave him out there as a, as a big flashy distraction. And maybe he gets voted out as a trader and as a shield for them, except that he might also be pointing other people toward voting out Melissa, who actually is a trader. And that's pr one of their primary worries, right? I, I mean, they might not need to be worried because they could just, you know, between Koozie and Mike, just let Melissa go and they'll get to pick their right. own uh, third trader. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and they could just pick Kevin, who knows, yeah. you know, like whoever. But, uh, you know, that's that doesn't seem to be anything that, you know, if they had discussions about that, they didn't show us that. So, you know, I doubt that they're really openly talking about that. They might be thinking it, but probably not talking about it. And I think that for that reason, Kevin's in trouble here. If he clocked Melissa right out of the gate and is so certain of it, I think he should have kept uh, really done the May strategy, which is to never tell anyone when you mm -hmm. think you know who who a traitor is. Use that information in another way to do whatever you like. Yeah, I think, like I said earlier, generally, I think you're right. I think in this case, if he can get a traitor out right away, it takes so much suspicion off of him. Um, okay. in part because these people will not have seen Australian season two, where a trader did something similar to make himself look more trustworthy. Uh, he, he turned on one of his own, uh, pretty early on. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it if, I mean, I, so 
yes, Kevin came out and did what we said he shouldn't do and named yeah. someone. But as you right. pointed out, several people named Melissa. So it's right. not like getting rid of Kevin gets rid of the problem. No, not not specifically. If anything, it could draw more attention to Melissa. Like, oh, I heard Kevin was naming Melissa and now Kevin's gone. Hmm. Well, and that's always a, a worry, right? Right. I I think you keep him as the flashy distraction and you start spreading around. Well, if he's spreading around Melissa, sounds to me like Melissa's probably okay and Kevin's the traitor. Now once they yeah. if if they end up banishing Kevin and he turns out not to be a traitor, then it'll swing back the other way, possibly. But, hey, like you said, that's not Koozie and Mike's problem. They weren't the ones who were so easily discovered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and in, in that way, Koozie and Mike have an in essence, an extra shield. Right. And that they have one among them who is tied to them. Uh, and they have to make sure that Melissa B sees this. I must, I really need to say that we need to call her Melissa B because there is another Melissa on the show who got almost no airtime at all. And we heard almost nothing from. Yeah. It's funny because they uh, called her Melissa B and uh, I was thinking, Oh, there must be another Melissa. And then I don't remember seeing the other Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I noted this because I am actually a, a fan of Stephen Fishback's note that he says there's a winner edit of Survivor. Mm -hmm. I say that there isn't a winner edit, but there is definitely a finalist edit. Mm. And there's some people I think who are not long for this show because there were three people who uh, we heard, we heard everyone speak at some point, but there were three people who spoke without any kind of title card <laughs> to name who they were. Uh <laughs> I think we we heard someone speak Dominic's name, but it wasn't on a title card. Uh, he did speak. We I heard him mm -hmm. speak on the second list, and I I paid close attention. Uh, Melissa, I think her name is Melissa Adler. Uh, Melissa A. She, she spoke, but she didn't get a title card. And uh, there was a mysterious character who who had a few words that he said, but also no title card from from a uh from an interview uh and i believe you pronounce his name gurpyar okay so i i mean i would think like they know before they produce the show who won they cut it together right. so you'd want people who are going to be in the end to at least be seen throughout and i think they are definitely not making it into the back half of the game with that said Sorry. with that yeah. said we talked about Erica having one survivor and barely being visible for much of the, the first part of yeah. the game. So it's possible yeah. they wanted to focus on the celebrities in the first episode because they knew all the celebrities are there for the first episode. No matter what happens, all of them are there for the first episode. So let's get them all out there, draw people in. These are the names and faces they know. Yeah, And then some of these other people may come into the mix more as the season goes on right like it's no doubt that the celebrities are going to get more airtime right right and but there were several people we heard from and not very much from like uh mary and leroy and crystal for example mm -hmm. uh but they at least got a title card at some point even for only a few seconds it showed their name and what they do 
but these other three got no title card at all. No name drop, no mention of exactly who they are on the show. And, you know, absolutely. They weren't celebrities. They weren't here to, to draw more eyeballs to the show. They're just here as an, an extra contestant, but I think there's maybe something to that. And we'll see, we'll see if that plays out that they only make it a few episodes in. Okay. All right. Uh, so then with that, we were left on a cliffhanger, which I know, uh, you know, I, I saw some people on Twitter were not, well, <laughs> the funny thing was, so I, you know, this aired last night. Originally, I did not get to watch it or Monday night. Originally, I did not get to watch it until uh, uh, Tuesday late morning. And I was surprised I hadn't been accidentally spoiled on Twitter or anywhere on social media yet. And then I watched it and realized I hadn't been spoiled because there was literally nothing to spoil. <laughs> There's no, yeah. Nobody was sent home. <laughs> the only spoiler so, would be who were who was picked as a traitor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not really a spoiler because, of course, it's right there. Um, you know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, who do you think is going to be murdered? I have uh, I have not good. I'm worried about my Kevin. I'm worried about Kevin. He's, he's, uh, um, I mean, he was shown more prominently and had the, probably the most airtime of anyone Mm -hmm. on the show, but I personally looking at the meta view, the meta thinking of Mm -hmm. this, I think that they're trying to get as much, uh, uh, you know, juice from the lemon before it goes away as possible. (laughs) Show him as much as they can before he's viciously removed by the traders. (laughs) Um, I'd, and if it's not Kevin, I think it's likely Erica. Wow. Uh, okay. Or fierce. One of those three, they were all mentioned Okay. and they all, all right. mentioned that they wanted a big target and it's, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not, you know, yeah. saying one of these three, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's that much of a yeah. pick. Maybe I'll pick, maybe I'll, I'll go with you, not Kevin. And I'll say it's fierce. Okay. Um, the, it is interesting because in, Previous international seasons, they've, you know, the traders have said, we need a big target. And then they pick someone and I'm like, well, I wouldn't have considered them a, that- a big person. You know, I don't know why you do, but OK. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to go after either May or Donna. So I guess May Donna. Uh, but uh, I, I, I didn't notice if Donna was in the clips for the future. But if any of them did see the impact that Chloe had in Australia season one. And there was plenty of time for them to have watched that. And I would hope that at least some of these people did. Um, I mean, there was a reason that the traders murdered the so-called psychic right away in New Zealand. Spoiler. Sorry. Um, you know, it's not much of a spoiler warning since I said spoiler afterwards, but sorry, uh, it's already happened. So, I, you know, I think that they might do the same thing because having someone there who claims to have special powers, if they name you. We saw in Australia, it carried weight, even though it shouldn't carry weight. And so the psychics might worry that she might name them, even if they absolutely know that psychics are fake if she names one by accident which is basically what happened in australia it could turn people against them 
So that's one reason I could think of. So I think I think they're going to go after Donna. We'll see if I um, if yeah, I were Donna, right. if, if I were Donna, I guess I could tell you with authority, you know, what was going to happen. Right. Well, you'd have to. Yes. It, I mean, it, it would be what kind of a psychic prediction would it be if you were hedging your bets on it? Well, uh, someone whose name begins with. Yeah, uh, I see. <laughs> I see a woman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see a woman on TV. Um, yeah, but uh Definitely one of these three, like my prediction. Yes, one of these yeah. three. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm guaranteed to be right. It's one of these. I'm sure of it. It's one of these three. I guess we should also predict who's going to be banished uh, since we didn't even have a banishment here. That's where I would go to your prediction of Kevin. I think they will go after Kevin in the banishment. I think he is just too tempting a target there. Uh, so I think after the murder, I think he'll survive the night, but he won't survive the day. Um, okay. I'm going to go with, with Melissa B as a banishment target. Okay. I think, I, mean, I think yeah. she's given herself away. There's too many people who have all clocked her as, as, uh, uh, a traitor. And, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of whether Kevin stays or goes after the murder, I think that I don't think she's getting past this very, very far. I don't, wow. I don't know. Okay. All right. Bold, bold pick. Bold predictions. We'll see, we'll there. see if it bold turns out. Specific predictions. Yeah. All right. Well, there we have the first episode. Uh, it, you know, being that most episodes will have uh, two people leaving and this episode had no people leaving. It wasn't as exciting as a, you know, a premiere as it could have been. But hey, we we play the cards we're dealt as you know, Kevin, or, well, Kevin would say, no, you don't. You play the player. But, you know, we're on a podcast. There's no player to play. So with that, uh, you know, before we finish up the podcast here, uh, why don't you tell people more about. I had mentioned the Truth Unrestricted podcast, uh, a little bit about that and where people can reach you. Uh, sure. I uh, I do a podcast. It's called Truth Unrestricted. It would have a better name if they weren't all taken. <laughs> but um, it's, it's mostly about uh, misinformation and aspects of our lives that affect our decision making and especially with respect to how it leads us to make poor decisions. Um, overall, that's generally what I go for. And it's a wide range of topics, but they all lean towards that side of the, that side of the coin. Um, so, uh, you can find me at Spencer G Watson on Twitter, Spencer Watson 39 on threads and Spencer G Watson on, uh, uh, blue, blue sky. sky, blue sky is the third one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, keep up with. discussing, uh, d discussing, uh, you know, bad decisions, uh, probably very appropriate for, uh, you know, a podcast, uh, like this one too. And that's why, <laughs> uh, frequently when I'm a guest on there, uh, I, you know, tend to bring up things that are reality TV related, you know, we'll, we'll be in the middle of discussing something serious about 
politics or philosophy or science and I'll, you know, bring up Survivor or something sure. like that. So, uh, yeah. but it's definitely not a reality TV podcast. People should know. No. That. Uh, yep. But you can That's find that true. wherever you get your wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yep. Now, with that, it's time to finish the Tradar Traitor game. Spencer, did you lie to me? I did lie to you, David. I tricked you a little bit, I think, maybe, Well, what I did. but I, I think you may have. Did you lie to me? I lied to you. I can try to guess yours first, but honestly, I have no freaking clue. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing I can think of is that you knew that I didn't remember because i said i didn't remember all of the names of the regular people and i wonder if you stuck a name in there that doesn't really exist <laughs> so you're saying that they were mentioned so little yes. that one of the names i mentioned you're not even sure it was a name from the yes, show exactly okay. all right <laughs> Well, I, I'm going to take a point for that point because I those were all names from the show. I have okay. Them here. Then what um, was your lie? I, I I lied to you before you mentioned the game. Oh, you can't do that. See, I said. I what do you mean I can't do? Is it? I, I am said, I out of bounds? You're out of bounds. Oh, I, I got a foul on the play. Too. I did that one time too when I was a guest with Matthew, and then I oh. said, and, it, and then he said, "Okay, the game starts now," and I went, "Ah, darn it! I, I already lied oh. to you. I have to do a new one." I'm out of bounds. Oh, well, it wouldn't matter. I wouldn't have noticed it anyway. So what was it? Well, because I, uh, I lied to you when I said that I was ready to betray you right from the moment I met you. Oh. <laughs> I snuck that in right away. But <laughs> oh, well, and I was trying to I was hoping we we went into more detail about the, the competition because I had this big plan to mislead you with a complicated story of of explosives as they're used in mining hoping that I could mislead you into thinking that that's definitely not a thing. Oh, <laughs> but we didn't. Get uh, you could have brought but, it up. Yeah, I could. I don't know. It just didn't seem to fit. So I yeah. I just left to be. Yeah. So what do you think my lie was? I think you lied to me about some of the details about Traders New Zealand. When you mentioned that, you mentioned Chloe and kidding remove first and i think you lied about that you're close but no cigar everything okay. i said about right. chloe was right everything i said about new zealand was right i completely made up gina the psychic in the uk version there was no <laughs> such person oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah so um so I'm sure people who are listening along, because I've done this when I've listened to Matthew's uh, podcast sometimes. He, he adds in like, players that he yeah. well, not that, but just other things <laughs> like he's he'll be talking about a scene or something like that. I'll be like, oh God, how did I miss that? And then they'll get to the end. And you know, so I'm sure someone was listening going, Gina the psychic. I don't remember <laughs> Gina the psychic. Yeah, that's because Gina the psychic didn't exist. Um right. so one time I the first time I did it, I talked about uh my lie, I, I said, you know, I was talking to my two daughters and a friend of mine was who will probably be a guest later this season uh, was listening. And before he got to the end, he's like, daughters, you have sons. Are, wh what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, wait till the end. <laughs> so there we have it. Episode one of the Traders Canada. 
Anyone who wants to reach out to let us know what you think, I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. I think I mentioned earlier, I podcast about both Survivor and Big Brother on the Rob Has a Podcast Network with the name of the show being Why Blank Lost. And it's called that because we discuss why each player lost. So we fill in the blank each time. Uh, You can find all my various accounts on social media through my link tree at linktree.com slash David Bloomberg. Uh, There's a dot before the EE uh, in Linktree. Or you can find me at most text-based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky as at David Bloomberg and the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram as at David Bloomberg TV. Uh, Because Threads is connected to Instagram, I'm at David Bloomberg TV there as well. Uh, Speaking of TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, I post three or four reality TV short videos on all those sites every day. Right now, they're mostly U.S. Big Brother and Survivor, but I'm already working on some for the Traders Canada and will probably have some posted by the time you hear this podcast. You should also check out the accounts for this podcast overall. You can find us on Instagram as at the Tradar Podcast and on Twitter as at the Tradar Pod. You can also email the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help support the costs of getting this podcast posted, you could drop Matthew a few bucks or whatever they are in Canada. I don't know. Are they bucks? Are they ducks? Are they? Uh, no, they're, they're dollars. We have dollars. dollars. Oh, okay. We have funny names for the individual denominations yeah, sometimes. Like but... Loonies or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the $1 coin we call a loony. Yeah. That's, okay. So you could. That's normal. Yeah. We're you normal. Could, you could drop a full, few loonies. Uh, although, you know, Matthew's Scottish. So I don't even know what, what's going no, on over there. They but, convert it. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, at uh, coffee. So that's coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. Uh, I will be back here again in a week with another guest. I hope you tune in and feel free to reach out through social media in the meantime. See you then. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.